You are now tuned in to the True Say Podcast, unpacking age-old questions and concepts we reflexively ignore. In this podcast, we're going to revisit topics to help make the critical connections you may have overlooked. Think Quentin Tarantino meets 60 Minutes, where we start at the end and finish at the beginning. Except, in this podcast, we only need 43. I am your host, True Say. Join me as I provide you with a modern perspective. Let's get started. Actually, before we unpack today's topic, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank my sponsors at Bean Bundle, Canada's newest coffee subscription. It's been great. Ever since I stumbled on this service, I've been able to put my mocha pot to good use with beans they sent me from legitimate roasters across the country. Bean Bundle makes it so easy for people like me who are trying to find their particular roast but don't know where to start. The process is super quick. Just visit beanbundle.com, choose the amount of coffee you want on a monthly basis, medium roast, dark roast, whatever your flavor, and they ship you different beans from their latest roster of roasters on a monthly basis. Best part about being from the sixth side is if you live in Canada, they ship to you absolutely free. And if you sign up using code TRUESAY25, you'll save 25% off your subscription. Now, if you've been rocking with the True Save podcast, listen for your cue to get your hot brew provided by Bean Bundle ready, and let's get into it. Have I ever lied? Come on now, think about it. What did I say last week? I said, meet me back here, same place, same time. And as usual, we're back at it again, same place, same time, with your boy, True Say. Listen, if there's one thing you can hold or attest to when somebody asks you about True Say, it's that he is reliable. You're going to always have a podcast to look forward to on Thursdays. Come on. You know this. That's why you've been rocking with me up until this point in time. You just know True Say is going to come through with another hot topic. Come on, man. Like, you know it. And I'm so happy to have you, my core group, really and truly diving into these topics with me, listening to me as I unpack these random questions I'm sure you've had, I'm sure other people have had. And have no fear, True Say is here. We're gonna keep on going, all right? So I just wanna give you guys a shout out. Thank you once again for tuning in. Um, And you know, it's a pretty interesting topic because your opinion matters to me, but as the topic of this edition states, whose opinion matters most? I want to actually pose that question to all of you. Whose opinion in your life matters most? Would it be your family's opinion? I don't think about it. Would it be strangers per se? What about friends? What about your partner, a loved one? A life partner, somebody who you spend your, who you plan to spend the rest of your life with, does their opinion matter more to you? Is it equal in weight or significance as your own opinion? What about the people you work with, right? So I was thinking to myself this week, and I was speaking to Mrs. Truce about it too, and funny enough, in our deliberation, in our discussions, we kept on oscillating back and forth about, you know, standing firm in who you are and and doing things the way you think they need to be done and don't be held back or don't be don't allow this anxiousness or 
inklings of not being able to meet someone's expectations, whatever their opinionated explanations may be. Don't think you need to fit into this box because somebody said, this is what I think it should be happening, right? That's my opinion. This is what I'm thinking, right? Now, this this is different than talking about somebody giving you a task and asking you to satisfy certain task-related criteria. I'm talking about specifically people's opinion about how you should carry yourself or what life choices you should make or what career path should you go down, for instance, right? So I think the three the three critical, three, I wouldn't say critical, but important people in our lives whose opinions or the, or the weight of their opinions I want to walk through with you all today, or these stakeholder groups, let's say, I want to get... I want you to sit back and think through in your own respective position, excuse me, whether or not these people's opinions matters more than yours. So those three groups are one being significant others, and that can be a life partner or a parent, brother, sibling. I'm kind of categorizing them all as significant others even though it usually takes more of a romantic connotation but bear with me because i really want to unpack that group the second group are co-workers or it could be peers let's call them peers is probably a bit broader so that can capture anyone who is volunteering let's say or working at some vocation or in school so peers co-workers colleagues will kind of group them together and the last the most important group, I think, are strangers. And that is somebody, obviously, who is foreign to you. You have no relationship with. You don't know them by name. You don't speak to them on a day-to-day basis. You have no interactions with them whatsoever. Okay? So let's get into it. Starting with significant others. I'm going to give you a hypothetical. You are, A, deciding to pursue a career in medicine. Or not even medicine. You're deciding to per- pursue a career in music. But you come from an immigrant family or your parents are immigrants and they've immigrated to this whatever country you live in from from their homeland. And um, they've through the hardship of immigration, they've never been able to situate themselves um, based on how they had imagined. So, for instance, they were maybe financially unstable. Um, they, they didn't have a career that was, quote unquote, prestigious. Uh, they, they weren't able to, to buy or live buy luxurious items or live luxuriously so you as their offspring you as their their you know their their child their lineage they always talk to you about pursuing a career in medicine right they wanted you to be a doctor let's say because in in a variety of contexts being a doctor generally speaking comes with a certain level of prestige it typically comes with a certain level of financial stability and you're well positioned in society. You're kind of highly regarded by many, right? So they wanted that for you. That was what they felt in their opinion was the best chance of success or for you to have a life well lived. Okay. Now, when you are at the precipice of deciding what path to take, whether or not to go and become a musician because that's where your heart, you love music, you love artistry, 
you've always had a passion for doing things that were that used your right brain as opposed to your left brain would you have been able to go down that path with a clear conscience now i want you to use that particular scenario and you know change the options it doesn't have to be medicine and music it could be anything following a a career in sport versus following a career in business or you know following a career in geography or geographical topography landscaping whatever the case may be or you've always had a desire to become uh, let's call it an engineer right but you're, you're you have a family business in landscaping that your parents felt like would be the best situation for you because they can just hand it over to you you're already set up for success and in their opinion that's the best way to maintain your financial security and stability in your life but you've always wanted to be an engineer and tinker and build things right would their opinion matter to you would the ability to keep your parents happy and satisfy their vision of how your life should be matter more to you than the opinion you have about how your life should be carried out? Now, for many of us, we can probably say, depending on that age, we let's say it's a young age. We're at you know early adulthood, so anywhere between the ages of 18 to 21, where we're at this point in our lives where we feel like we know so much. Some of us think we know it all. And feel we're, we're best positioned to make the decisions we need to make at this point, right? In our mind, in our opinion, we are best equipped to come up with the decisions we should make, right? So I think at that point in time, you know, I could probably break it in half. Some of us would probably think, I'm going to make my own choice. I'm going to follow what I want to do. And some of us would say, well, the opinions of my parents matter. I don't want to disappoint them. I don't want to let them down. And would acquiesce and go about doing what their parents had more or less laid out the foundation for. And that wouldn't be wrong. But the question really boils down to why would we feel obligated to make our parents feel good? Why would we accept their opinion over ours? Now, we could go into why and we may as well. I understand that there's probably going to be some kind of, once again, that familial tie. You have to see these people foreseeably for the, for a long period of time that after you you know you've reached this early adulthood you're likely still living with them so there might be that complication as well you probably are going to need them to financially support you up until you can actually have your own means of income to take care of yourself so you're not really fully independent you might be more of an independent thinker but you're still dependent on them to help to survive so there's all these other factors that probably come into it but is that where the seed for observing other people's opinions starts to come in? Or is it something that's just naturally of us? Are we a species? Are we a, a, a civilization that really values other people's opinions more than our own? I'm trying to understand like myself. Is there some type of complementary effect where when we have an opinion of our own and that opinion is then supported by someone external to us, and when I say external, I mean not in our own head, is that when we feel more confident to pursue that opinion or pursue whatever our opinion is and accept it? Why is it that when we are faced with a differing or counter opinion, it drives some type of emotional response? And then when did that emotional response take hold of us and continue to be attached to us throughout the remainder of our lives? Why is that? 
Why can't we grow out of that desire to not take other people's opinions serious without having some mental fortitude or actually working that muscle or working that ability very cognitively? Are we unable to completely block out the opinions of others and follow our own? Or why is it that we are, some of us anyways, are incapable of choosing when to actually you know, give an opinion the appropriate level of attention it deserves. Because a lot of the time, for me personally, it depends on who is giving me the opinion. If I care about that person, if I like the way that person thinks, if I like the way they, if I believe they have my best interest in heart, their opinion will matter more to me, more than my own almost. Because the fact that they are now looking at whatever decision or choice or observation I've made with an unbiased, well, I shouldn't say unbiased, with an uninformed lens or a different lens and are, have heard my opinion and then want to counter it and say, well, this opinion to me makes more sense. I'm always wondering, well, why is it that this person is counter to my opinion? Is my opinion flawed? Am I missing something? Where did that come from? How come they're not thinking the same way I'm thinking? And even though I, I know like, obviously, this person is different than me. They have different lived experience. They have a different level of know-how, insight, a different outlook. So that would more or less lend to the reason why their opinion is different than mine. But nonetheless, I don't even take that into consideration when I'm trying to ascertain whose opinion really matters more. Nine times out of 10, my default is to say, well, their opinion is very significant to me because I feel like this person is important to me. Like I mentioned, this category of people, they're my significant, you know, a group of people, whether it be my life partner, whether it be my brother, whether it be my sister, whether it be my son, whether it be my daughter. Like the point is, this person's opinion matters, right? Now, we talked about a little bit about why that person's opinion might matter, especially when they're in that frame of that they occupy that space in your life. But then going back to the beginning now, I wonder when that came to pass. Is it because these are the people who have kind of helped groom you and grow you, right? But then naturally, if these are the people who helped grow you, raise you, help edify you or educate you, I should say, as you've, you know, stumbled and fallen through all the different life's challenges and have navigated your life journey when you start to feel like okay i have my own opinions now and they're counter to this person's opinion why is it that we still have this feeling like oh man maybe there's a reason why they're thinking this but they've influenced you your entire life so like naturally the way you've arrived at your opinion is already informed with their with their school of thought Right. It should already have inherently in your opinion should have been the the posturing or the approach that they had more or less helped inform you with. But still, when they provide opinion and counter to you, it's, it's so jarring. Sometimes you feel like, wait a second, why? Why do you think differently than I do? Why are you putting this? And we're, and we're not talking about contradiction to say you're right and I'm wrong. More so to say that you're on one side of the argument and I'm on this side. And I think you should come on my side. And you're of the mind to say, no, why aren't you on my side? We, 
We grew up together. I mean, you may have raised me, but the point is, or we, we spend a lot of time together. We think the same by now, don't we? How is it we're still, how is it we're on a different side of this? It doesn't make any sense. So, you know, I don't want to focus too much on the significant others, but I think I have troubles with myself of being able to discern whether or not I find their opinions more powerful or, or matter more to me than mine sometimes. I feel like I'm a pleaser, naturally. I'm always of the mind that I am not happy unless others around me are happy. I don't take joy in seeing someone else's pain. I don't take joy in seeing someone else feel down. I can't feel happy knowing that my loved ones are unhappy. So typically, and that extends to a variety, variety of different scenarios, but focusing in on this opinion one, it's going to itch and pain and burrow deep inside of my memory or deep inside of my frontal lobe as I'm kind of figuring out what to do, why this person's opinion was different than mine. And it would take me a lot of concentration, a lot of effort, a lot of back and forth to finally come to a conclusion or confidently be able to assert that I'm going to follow my direction. I'm going to discard that person's opinion, or at least I'm not going to accept it. I'll keep it for what it's worth, but I'm going to go a different direction. And it's very hard for me to do because in, in some form or fashion, I feel like, okay, I'm letting that person down by disagreeing, especially if they didn't preface with the idea, oh, you know, take my opinion for what it's worth. If they've given it to me honestly thinking that, you know, I know better than you do because you're looking at this through, you know, foggy glasses or through a, through a biased lens, you need to listen to me. I'm definitely going to take it a bit more seriously when I discard their opinion because now I feel like I've almost disrespected them. You know, it's like, you're like, you diss me. How are you going to not take my opinion? What do you, who are you? What do you, what do you mean? So it's crazy when I think about it now as I'm, you know, ruminating with you, how important someone else's opinion really matters to me, especially if that person's important. So I want you to kind of postulate on your end when it, when it comes to significant others and their opinions. Okay, we're going to switch gears now and go into coworkers, right? And coworkers, like I mentioned, could be peers, colleagues, um, volunteer groups, whoever you spend when you're doing when you're spending your productive hours of the day, the people who are in and around you. OK, whatever productive tasks you're doing. So this one's pretty interesting because these people aren't necessarily friends. They're not necessarily strangers either. They're not they're not insignificant, but I wouldn't necessarily put them in the significant category of your life either. So in the last topic, I didn't even mention friends and I probably should, but. Maybe I'll, I'll tack it on at the end. But getting back to coworkers, when you're working with somebody, it could be a manager, a people leader, let's say, or a non-people leader. That's probably a, a good distinction. So non-people leaders would be somebody who is an analyst, uh, entry level, a, a person who obviously doesn't manage anybody, doesn't direct people day to day. And a people leader is somebody who does direct. Underneath the purview of this person are one to 10 or 50, however many type of staff members make up their team and you all operate as a consortium, whatever you want to call it, operate as a team and ex execute whatever tasks or project activity you need to. So when you're in your, your place of productivity, let's say, how do you 
weigh opinions of those in your team. Right now, it's probably a bit. Di- this is a def- definitely a different context, right? Because when we when we juxtapose it against parents or significant others, like loved ones, friends, etc., for some reason we feel, and I think I can say this pretty conclusively, we feel we have a little bit more leniency in letting our 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 or going against the grain of our loved ones. We feel a bit more hmm, empowered, I should say. To go about disagreeing with your loved one or saying your opinion is not going to influence me. I don't need to take it in. Right. Because like the parameters of the relationship are completely different. You have way more equal footing with a loved one or a friend or a significant other. And, you know, they kind of have to forgive you. So you're not going to really feel bad to disagree with somebody else's opinion. Right. But when we're talking about coworkers and you're in the workplace or the place of productivity, let's say want to be inclusive you are now at the leniency of whatever work code of conduct you signed right when you interviewed for the role or when you joined the team you probably mentioned that you are a team player you're, you're going to weigh the interests of the group higher than your own so i know that there's that that bias there there's that you know checkbox that kind of pushes you over towards the idea you kind of have to acquiesce more than you'd like to but still, you do have autonomy in the work you do, and there's still ways to go about disagreeing. But the question becomes, when somebody on your team or in and amongst you at your place of productivity has an opinion about the things you do, how much does it matter to you? Does it impact how you go about engaging in that activity going further? Do you actively absorb it? or internalize it and allow it to impact your day-to-day? I think I do to some degree. I definitely know that when I'm handing something over to somebody for their review, I am freaking out to say, I wonder if they're going to like it. But I know I feel confident in what it was. I liked it. In my opinion, it's good work. But I'm thinking that this person's opinion matters way more than me because if they don't like it, that reflects badly on me. And why is that? Are they opinion power holders? No. The the objective should have been, I need to get this task complete. I need to submit it to you. And once I've done so, I've satisfied all that's been asked of me. Nowhere in there do you typically hear from whoever you're submitting a task to, whoever you're working with, the idea that if I don't like this on the very first attempt, you can no longer come in. Nowhere is there like this, you know, zero to 100, complete cut and dry. If this, there's no like zero sum game or elimination. If I do not like this product that you've given to me, that's it. Don't ever come back. Don't talk to me. No, it's generally just, I need you to turn this in. I need you to do this. I need you to complete this task. And when you're done, let me know. Or when you're done, hand it into me and I'll let you know what I think. Right. I think a lot of us have uh, a proclivity to always think, well, I really want to do a good job so that this person likes what I've what I've given to them. You know, their opinion really matters more than mine. So you might get it to a level of satisfaction where you feel like, OK, I've done a good job. But if that person comes back to you and says it's not good you're going to probably internalize their opinion more than your own held one. And why is that? 
right? It's not like they said, okay, if, if my opinion differs in yours in this particular dynamic, that's it for you, right? It's just that they've given you their opinion. Take with it what you will or take from it what you will. But many a time, that opinion goes on to impact you negatively, right? Depending on who that person leader is, they may be able to massage the language a bit more. They may be able to say it to you in a certain way where you feel like, okay, they're being nice. But in all essence, their opinion is they hated it and they think I should do better and you know, don't return something like this to me again. Make sure you do better. Either do better or don't do it at all, right? I mean, they won't say it to you that way, but the point is you, you, can, you can gather sometimes from certain people who just don't have that tact will go about saying things to you very bluntly. And for some that works, for some that it doesn't. But in those instances, I feel for a lot of us, we take that opinion to heart, right? There are the strong select few who are able to completely disregard those opinions of people who are not important to them. And I feel like without being crude, a coworker should not have that impact on your life. A coworker should have that place in your memory bank that this is where they sit, right? They're not insignificant, but they're not significant enough to really impact the way I feel once I've leave the confines of this institution or once I've ended my day of productivity. But regardless, for me, a lot of the time I take that opinion to heart. I, I wait on receiving that feedback. I wait on receiving this person's opinion. And until I hear, okay, I like it. I can't like, I can take a big sigh of relief. Like, oh, okay, good. You know, I did a good job. This person thought what I did was good. And I mean, and obviously the reason why I handed it in, if given the appropriate time was, you know, I thought it was good. So I expect them to think it was good too. And then that throws in another audible. Like what, I mean, it's different when you're, you're trying to do something quick or hasty and you don't really get the opportunity to go about putting in that real focus, real ironclad work. You know, you really do the best. You 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 dress it up to the nines, right? If, if you're having to rush or submit something, then at that point, you're able to kind of discard that person's opinion because you're like, you know, it's not really my best, right? If it's, you, you'll, their opinion will matter more when you get that a great opinion or a great review, right? You're like, oh, this wasn't even my best. And this person said it's even great. So I really appreciate what they think more than me. But when you're thinking about doing something to your best or operating at your best and you hear the opinion of somebody else and it just sounds completely negative or it's, it detracts from the positive feeling you had about what you're doing, for me personally, and I think for many of us, that opinion will sting us when in, rest, when in reality it shouldn't matter unless they are actively impacting your ability to do what you do to your best or they are the gatekeeper to getting you somewhere, their opinion should not matter. Only when you're trying to impress someone or impress upon someone that what you do and how you do it deserves some type of merit or warrants recognition, does that opinion matter. But when we think, when we remove those situations and we're thinking about somebody who just has something to say, they had a bad day and they want to share with you their opinion on what you're doing, how you're dressed, what you're wearing, how you look, whatever the case may be. A lot of the time we let those opinions bother us. And then at the end of the day, those opinions mean nothing. Zip. Zero. 
But regardless, for some reason, we take those in and we allow those to come with us and our, they last with us for far too long, you know? So on that note, yep, you heard it. That was your cue. I've been, I've been talking and talking at you for so long. I had to make sure I gave you an opportunity to take a break, get your beverage, you know, hot or cold, soft or hard, whatever your choice. You heard at the beginning of this edition, the bean bundle ad. So if you want to get some coffee, do that. Or, I mean, I'm not sponsored by any type of, you know, adult beverages yet. But the point being, I hope you have one because now we're going to get into the main, I think the meatiest group of people whose opinions matter to us all. And that is strangers people who do not occupy more than a millisecond of our time a millisecond of our memory banks do their opinions matter more than ours and for the vast majority of us i can conclusively say yes because we are very opinionated society we 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 opine about the way people dress we opine about the way people occupy public spaces We opine about the way people go about their day-to-day lives, what kind of car they drive, what kind of job they have, what does it mean to, um, you know, work here but drive this, what does it mean to make this much money but wear that? All those different opinions, right? Now, I want you to take a hard look at yourself and honest, be honest with yourself. Do the opinions of strangers matter to you? Or not even that, do the opinions of strangers matter more to you than your own? Right When you're out at the mall and you're getting dressed up, do you take it upon yourself to wear your best wares because you're thinking, I want to look good so if other people see me, they can also think I look good, right? How, how often do you get dressed to look good for yourself? Meaning you buy things you like, you wear things you like, not because it's trendy or because other people have told you that in their opinion, this is on trend, this looks good, this is the new style. How often are you buying things because you want them and not because you're being influenced by the opinion of others? People you don't even know. People who are quote unquote influencers, and are telling you about the latest ideas or the latest clothes or the latest styles, latest gadgets and gadgets you should purchase because, you know, I think this is great. How many tech reviewers will tell you this is the one you should buy because I think it's great and I've used it and you'll like it. And I mean, sure, there are some reliable sources who are giving you informed opinions and are taking it upon themselves to to share with you something that you may not have the know-how or the savviness to go and figure out on your own. And that's fine. In that respect, I think it makes sense for their opinion to matter more than yours. But how often do you say, you know what? I don't care if this person's saying a, a, a MacBook is the best computer to use for graphic design. I wanna get an Acer because I like the form factor. I like the way I can interact with the software. I like the fact it's not rigid in the ecosystem, right? But how many of us know that, in our opinion, this phone, brass tacks, or this computer, or this device is more powerful, more economically friendly, and has a greater lifespan in terms of the you know, technological generation lifespan than the MacBook. But still, because in the opinion of the grand population, the masses believe that the MacBook is a premier device, 
opt to buy that. Now, I'm not getting into consumerism. I don't want to go there. But just think about how strangers, people you don't even know, have never spoken to, how much what they spew in there, the, the opinions they share, the beliefs they share, the views they share, how much of their opinions take away from your own ability to go and be governed by your own. Some obviously have credentials or have experiences or have insight into different social settings and groups and behind the curtain and they know things you don't know. And that informs their opinion. And because you know they come from that perspective, you're willing to weigh their opinion more than yours. But how many times do you not even know about who's giving you this information? But mainly based on the way they present their opinion to you, you're more inclined to believe or take their opinion over yours, right? How often are we seeing strangers talk to us on TV, walk by us in the stores, look at us with a certain gaze that gives us this impression that what we're wearing is maybe a bit odd or the way we've decided to tie our shoelaces doesn't make sense to them or the way we eat our food in the cafeteria is just awkward whatever the case may be how often does their opinion impact you even unsaid opinions our assumption that they're giving off an opinion or have this this belief or view of us that's in misalignment with our very own do, do we all feel obligated to, to, to operate and maneuver everyday life in a way to ensure that people's opinions of us are always positive or always in alignment with kind of how we view ourselves? Do we always think that if we're not operating in a certain fashion, if we're not moving in accordance with what the influencers or the pe the powers that be or the popular folk are determining or sorry designing uh, behavior should be do we always feel like we should take their opinion over our own or is it so funny that when you see someone doing what's best for them operating in a way that you may not necessarily agree with in your opinion is wrong isn't that something that shouldn't be so jarring to us? Because in their opinion, this is the way they've chosen to execute whatever behavior they want to execute. Right? They felt like your opinions don't matter to me. And I'm going to do as I choose. And a great example is the artist Lil Nas X. You've probably all been introduced to that whole conspiracy, that whole controversy, I should say, not conspiracy, whole controversy, excuse me, with him um, gyrating on uh, representation of Satan in his music video, right? In many people's opinion, Lil Nas' ex -sexu his sexuality was something that they did not agree with, right? And further to that, they didn't like the fact that he was proud of it. So, as a big, you know, middle finger to everybody, he decided to go above and beyond to show you how much your opinion didn't matter to him. And I don't mean your, I'm saying your pejoratively. I mean, you know, the people who looked down at him, the people who thought ill of him. He went about showing the world that your opinion does not mean anything to me. As long as I feel happy in who I am and how I live my life, that's all that matters to me. And what did he do? He leaned into the same detractors, the same uh, enemies, the same 
incendiary, the, you know, the fires that the people were trying to light his career with. He leaned in and stoked them further to show them how much their opinions didn't matter to him. And regardless of the publicity it brought to him, it brought a lot of attention. And who knows how he's going to be able to turn that into growing his own fandom or growing his musical career slash empire, whatever the case may be. But what's interesting is we saw a vivid live example of somebody going against the opinions of others, doing something he wanted to do for whatever reason. And I'm not saying I support his design or his decision to go and do what he did in terms of releasing 666 pairs of shoes and writing scriptures about Satan, satanic belief and all those different things. That's neither here nor there for me. But the reality is, in his opinion, that was the best way to execute his will. The best way to show his detractors, I don't care what you say or how you think about my the way I want to live my life. This is what I'm going to do. Strangers were not going to govern his decision making. And he gave them the biggest showing of how much he could show them that I'm going to live by my own, my own life choices. Your opinions don't matter to me. My opinion matters more. And, you know, that's what's so interesting. T tying it back again to what I mentioned earlier about not missing out on the friend's opinion. I'm sure he did not counsel his friends when he made a decision. Because, dude, I would have said, listen, my guy, I don't know about all this. It's not going to work out well. But <laughs> in reality, friends' opinions should matter too. They should be probably the main counsel whose opinion can be the unsolicited opinion you need to hear. And not to say it should weigh more than yours or weigh less than yours. It should be the most equivalent because a friend occupies a certain, certain capacity in your life. They occupy a certain position in your life where your opinion or your choices don't typically impact them negatively. But a true friend will always have your best interests at heart and not feel uh, biased to always try to make you happy. They're, they're the ones who don't necessarily have that attachment to you where they always feel obligated to keep you happy and keep you feeling good. They'll know that sometimes your happiness needs to be tempered in order to hear something that you don't want to hear because it's better for you in the long run. So a friend, I think, is the most interesting opinion of them all. Of them all. A parent will always feel this, you know, paternal or maternal instinct to take care of you a loved one will always feel this paternal or maternal you know not maternal sorry a loved one will always feel this romantic or um intrinsic desire to make you happy and many of the time will will subdue their opinion or hide their opinion or just lean into making you happy and someone will always feel the need to take the back seat because they don't want to upset you whereas a friend may not care so much about upsetting you they may feel more obligated to upset you but in the right way you know, they'll, they'll do it in a way that you can feel cool about talking to them immediately after they've given you some news or a, or a perspective or an opinion they didn't want to hear. Coworkers, not so much. They don't really have that, that stake in the game, right? They don't have no skin in the game. They could leave their job tomorrow and they know their position will be refilled. So why am I going to go to the extent of trying to keep you happy if you don't really, if you're not the gatekeeper to promoting me or the gatekeeper to increasing my salary or the gatekeeper to... Uh, you know, increasing the capacity at which I can operate in this institution, right? A coworker or a colleague or a, uh, a peer isn't going to necessarily feel 
depending on the relationship, but at least at the outset, won't feel that obligation to keep or be tender with how they disrupt or or impact your opinion. And I think I'm glad I actually saved friend, the friend group for the for the end, because their opinion is probably sometimes what matters the most. A friend will always look out for you. A true friend will look out for you in ways you probably can't see because you're blinded by desire. Whereas a friend will be able to weigh things appropriately, constructively look at the situation and provide you an opinion that's not, if a true friend will give you an unbiased opinion. They want to see you win. They want to see you happy, but they don't want to see you win or make sacrifices unnecessarily. They want to see you win the right way. And I think after all this conversation, there's all this deliberation and discourse, the opinion of your friends and the opinion of yourself should always be in alignment. So it's not to say whose matters more, whose matters less. It's more to say what's the quality of the opinion you're receiving. And if the quality person is the one giving it to you, then I think you should take with that. Take that into heart understand where it's coming from and be very you know conscious and and not reactive but very introspective when receiving the opinions of friends and those who you can call true friends so to wrap things up we've we've walked through opinions on a whole we've walked through this whole belief system and how we've how it might have been indoctrinated to us from our our parents from our siblings then we, we transition from parents and loved ones and those who love us and really want the best from us to our coworkers who kind of have this a bit of a removed situation, a removed relationship. And unless your 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 success will be the harbinger of their success, they're not really going to try and give you an opinion that will be in alignment with yours for no reason. They're going to give you an opinion that they feel is right. And then we went to strangers whose opinions govern a lot of the decisions we make. And funny enough, they have absolutely no skin in the game because we don't know them and they don't know us. But for whatever reason, we take their opinions to heart and make a lot of decisions. So I really want to end off by highlighting how important it is to have a good circle around you, including your friends, and ensure that whenever you do arrive at an opinion about something or whenever you're making a choice or hold a view or hold a belief about whatever it is, you know, be true to it, look at it objectively. And if for whatever reason you doubt yourself, I hope you have a friend to turn to because they'll tell you what really matters and they'll bring it to you real. So once again, it's your boy True Say signing out. See you next week.